Ready? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Hey, Hope fam. It's been a while. I know. I hope you liked the last episode we did of the Q&A with the pastors. Um, we have recently become a non-profit 501c3 entity. Let's go. Right? Let's get it. Hey. Hey, man. It's not easy to get. And Nothing in life worth it is. No. That's the truth. So, guys, we've really been busy on the back end um, setting up uh, different programs and everything that we want to do with that. So if you're led to donate to an organization, check us out. Check out our website. It'll be in the description below. But I had an itch that I needed scratched, man. Okay. I needed to, I needed to do a podcast episode. So I got my man Dale Arthur over here in the house. <laughs> well, in his house. <laughs> Mi casa es su casa. Hey. <laughs> What's up, man? Not much. What's up with you, man? How's things? We're great, man. Hey, so we're both from Jersey. Hey, let's get it. Little did we know. Eight five six. Both moved down. Same yeah. area code yeah. too. Eight one eight five six to eight one three. Yeah, yeah. Makes that a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you honestly, you'd probably sell a lot. Probably. You probably sure. would. There's, there's a few people down here from the dirty jersey. So. <laughs> yeah, especially within the last few years. Yeah. Um, so Dale is a respiratory therapist. Yes, yes, yes. Diehard Philly sports fan. Oof. Husband. My Eagles fly. Let's go. Yo. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, father. Husband. Yeah. Faithful servant of God. My man's leading groups. Uh, he's serving in the church, you know, just like what you should be. Not condemning, but we're just saying, come on, serve, serve the perp, serve the people. But um, it wasn't always like this. No, no, uh, not at all. You had highs, you had lows, just like anybody else. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to share how the hope he had to bring him from the dark. Yes. And back into God's grace. Absolutely. He's a good brother of mine. We already introduced him, man. So how about, so I don't want to break in the Eagles just yet. Okay. Because I got excited. I put the green lights on. Hey. But I also threw some blue on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could say the Sixers. That's true. That's true. There we go. Say the Sixers. Playoffs time, too. Yeah. Yeah, playoffs. I'm really hoping they make it all. I like James Hart. When, we, when I saw that we picked yeah. him up and got rid of Ben, yeah. it's like, let's go. Poor Benny. There was a picture of Tupac, like a, as him as an old man, mm -hmm. and said, "This is what Tupac would look like if Ben Simmons shot him." <laughs> That's cold, right? Probably true. <laughs> it's cold. I was dying, yeah, man. Yeah. So Phil's not doing so good, but it's early. Yeah, it's a long so, season. So last season we were in the can too. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Yeah, and then we picked right ended, back up. Ended up in a World Series, if I'm if my memory serves me correct. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, bad business for my my co my cousin's a radio personality up there for the Phils. Well, you know what? Let's give him some hope. Yo, let's give him some. hope. We're gonna give him some hope, <laughs> right, Dale? If you could just bring the microphone closer to you. All right. Yeah, you're good, man. That's perfect. All right. You can even move this too. Okay. Guys, we're going to make a professional podcaster out of Dale. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Perfect. All right, cool. So them Eagles, man, let me just say, 
It's looking pretty good next year. Hey, listen, I'll take what I can get. It's looking good for the next few years. They just extended Jalen. We got some nice picks coming up. There's some nice products in the draft. Let's see what let's see what happens. I'm really hoping that the the money doesn't go to his head though. Nah, nah. I think he's uh every time we pay a quarterback, I bro. I know. Don't even get me started. I know. Every I time. Know. It's all good. <laughs> We're gonna have hope. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep using that. We're gonna have hope. Yo, he Dale had like a little Super Bowl shindig. Yeah, yeah. Me and him were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a Giants fan there. It was. Yeah, he was even rooting a little bit. Just a little bit. I hey, he was, I we he... won't say his name, Giants fans. <sighs> I think he was about to buy him a Eagles jersey, and yeah, no, I'm glad yeah. he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was too. I had it in the cart, and someone was like, "Don't buy it just yet." Yeah, you didn't want to. And we then, don't we don't do jinxes, but you know we didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to disrupt the apple cart. We yeah no we didn't. Wanna. <laughs> All right. So let's um, let's break into it, man. What did okay. you really want to share with us? So you know because of so many ups and downs that I've had over the course of my life and where I am now. I really feel like I have a better perspective. Um, I know that even though the trouble that I may face is still going, you know, it's not going to be the easy thing to do. I do know where to go to get my fill of how, you know, how things will be moving yeah. forward. I know that he's my hope. The Holy Spirit's my guide. Uh, Jesus is my savior. You know, and Romans one sixteen is serious. You know, I'm not ashamed. So, he provides the glory, so I'm just gonna give it all to him. That's awesome. The the day. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, so your life first. Mm-hmm. Um. What What is your life first? Psalms 133. Psalm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. David wrote that back in the day, even though David was, you know, do you David remember? had issues. He was a man just like everybody else, right? Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's go. I, yeah. I asked for a Bible just in case. Just in case. Just I'm in not case. as good. You never know. I'm not as good memory verses. Hey, listen. I, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a short it's a short chapter, so I think yeah. it's only about four or five verses. But um, there are some times that I do have to read it to, to get it all. But, you know, I like to make sure that I give it the way it's supposed to, the way it was written and the way it's supposed to be given. Yeah. So it is like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard, uh, running down the beard of Aaron upon the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there, for there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. Hmm. Still might have stumbled through that a little bit, but I think we all get the point. This is your opportunity. You go fact check me. <laughs> go see what your Bible says and, you know, check me if you need to. So it's all good. But I know, I mean, the premise is, you know, I know that I need community. I yeah. know that I need unity. Um, we go further when we're together with people than we do alone. So, and that's, that's really why I chose that. Um, it was one of the first verses that I ever memorized, one of the first, you know, passages of scripture that I ever memorized. That was in 1994. Um, and we'll get into this later. It was when I was in the army. So, yeah. you know, I needed that, found it. He blessed me with it. So it sticks with me. I'll tell you what, when I was in church life with our community, mm. um, it just felt stagnant 
you know, just, Hey, I'm going yeah. to church and leaving. But then once I got thrown into community, yeah, like yeah. I was the pastor at the time was just like, Hey, you look like you could, uh, lead a group. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? No, <laughs> you, talk, you talking to me? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But when you get it, when you open up to those small group environments, yeah. it's like you really find breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Really? You know, especially, I guess it may depend on the size church. Um, if you're in a bigger church, um, like we attend, yeah, uh, getting in that smaller environment, getting to know people, sitting around a round table and having a conversation about the things God has done for you, the things you're asking God for, and, you know, just, just like talking about your experience, just the waiting. The waiting yeah. part of it is important. So mm -hmm. we have to learn how to wait. So I'm working on that now. Got a little something going on. <laughs> That's kind of driving me to work on that now, which is good, though. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a healthy thing. I'm happy. So we're happy. My wife and I are happy. That's so. one thing. Like, I, yeah. like um, to be honest, like, I was, I opened up to God yesterday on my drive home from something. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, God, like, what? Yeah. Like, like, help me. At least give me, like. Let me know that you're there through this wait. Right, right. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm doing all that I need to do. Like, what yeah. more do I need to do? What more do I need to cut away um, yeah. in order to do that? Yeah, sometimes we got to give him space to do it. Yeah. So that means more of him, less of us, right? Mm-hmm. And he's already doing it. That's right. the thing, yeah, too, yeah. we got to remember. But we have to accept it, though. Yeah. I mean, he's only going to go so far. He's, I mean, he's waiting on us anyway. Yeah. He's got a free will, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's hey. very true. Yeah. So, um, and what we've been talking about, uh, like through the side, what we get to know each other and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, you told me about your parents splitting at a young age and mm -hmm. like, how did that affect you mentally growing up? Wow. So I was about 12 ish. Yeah. About sixth grade. And it was kind of tough, you know, as as you learn and grow, you need to see certain things displayed for you, certain things modeled for you. Yeah. And, you know, in relationships, when you face issues and you have trouble, it's, it's difficult to, to really balance all the things that are in front of you. And, you know, unfortunately my father passed away. So these aren't things I can ask him about now. Yeah. Um, from the, from the male perspective, but I feel like the male modeling was it was missed for me. Good male modeling. Now, there were other males around. Wasn't necessarily no knock on anybody, but, you know, what I feel like I could have used now when I think about it. You know, I hate to play, you know, armchair quarterback, but yeah. it's looking back on it. It's like, man, if somebody would have did this, if somebody would have did that. However, you don't want to play the if game because God is in control. Mm -hmm. And everything that happened, no matter how we look at it, is together, is there for his glory. It brought us, so, here, for, yeah, it brought so, us here for a reason. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I feel like that was the um, the footstool for me to do what he had been calling me to do all along. I didn't know that. Nobody knows what, you know, your path from your past to your future and the ability to to just say, all right, Lord, I'm just going to surrender it all to you. So 
so that I, uh, I hope that answers the question, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, I didn't have, uh, I felt, I felt like looking back after just, you know, thinking about it. It's like, yeah, you know, I didn't really have great male modeling, but I had what I needed to get me to where I am today to say, maybe I can, now I can be a better male role model for someone else, for my own son. Exactly. Because I have two boys myself. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter as well. So she's my oldest. But eh, we'll talk about all them knuckleheads later. <laughs> That's like, uh, so there's one, there's someone who I'm mentoring and um, he's telling me about one of his friends and like what he's going through in high mm. school. And I was like, um, does he have dad issues? Because mm. it sounded exactly like everything I was doing. Wow. I was getting in trouble in school. I was right. getting kicked out, getting into fights. Yeah. Uh, acting out, Been showing there. off, Been there. you know, yeah. it's just yeah. that cry for attention. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. you're not really getting, and then, and then also just that lack of guidance. Yeah, yeah. So I've been really trying to make it a point to it's, talk it's, to my kids. It's yeah. not an easy thing to do, um, to go through as an individual. Yeah. I'm sure you can probably it's identify tough. some, mm-hmm. you know, some things from your past. It's like, man, that was tough. Um, it's even more difficult to watch somebody go through it. But like we talked, we've talked about in the past. You know, they gotta want it. Yeah. And that's the that's the hard part. It's very true. <laughs> no matter how much we want it for them, they gotta want it too. And see, the, the cool thing about this kid, he's very like, very respectful. Mm. Uh, even my wife was like, "Him?" Yeah. It's like, yeah, baby. It's like you. Hmm. you know, people yeah. with with broken families and stuff. It's mm. you can identify that. Yeah. Um, so how was the relationship with your parents after that split? So, um, so I'm the oldest of three. Mm-hmm. So I have a younger brother who is, uh, three years younger than me and a sister that's five years younger than me. And, uh, so we were, the three of us were home with our mom primarily and then uh, I can't remember if it was every weekend or every other weekend we were with my dad. Um, and it took a while, though. It wasn't, yeah. That didn't happen right away. Um, I can't remember exactly, like, like, specifics as far as timeline, whether it was a year, year and a half, two years, or, or whatever. But there was a point where there were regular visits with, with my dad and, and his, uh, my stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, still keeping communication with my stepmother. She's rock solid, good lady. Um, the relationship with my mom, uh, she her role had to change. It was more than just nurturing. So now it was nurturing and providing. Yeah. That was that that couldn't have been easy for her. Um, but she made it work. You know, I didn't even realize growing up we were we were on welfare. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm not sure we we had to block cheese. So I'm guessing I don't know if we were. If we just got wick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was um, it was challenging just to try and understand, you know, where I should be, what I should be doing. You know, my mom was a, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what you're doing. There was no options. There weren't, there weren't (laughs) options. It was just, this is what I'm telling you to do. And this is what needs to get done. And, um, me trying to find my voice, trying to figure out who I was, the acting out, cutting up at school. I remember, man, I was, I don't know. I was probably, it was sixth grade because I remember specifically these kids were, um, I was riding my bike from my grandmother's house, one area in South Jersey to school, to middle school. 
And these kids, you know, they used to do this thing where the older kids always beat up on the younger kids. Yeah, yeah. So they started chasing me on my bike. So I'm riding my bike, riding my bike, riding my bike. And they're just chasing. They're just being jerks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the next day after, you know, I didn't, they didn't get me. But the next day I ride the bus. I bring a butcher knife to school. <laughs> Yo, he was ready to cut him. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got caught. But somehow I got caught. Mm -hmm. So um, the guidance counselor called my mom and we sat down and we had to talk about it. This dude was super cool. I cannot remember his name. Anyway, he was um, he was like, what's going on? He actually sat down and talked to me. He didn't wow. yell at me. So that was one of the first instances that I remember. Like, even though I did something wrong, somebody showed me grace. Yeah. Not saying that it never happened, but that's what I remember. That was impressionable to me. Hmm. I could still see his face. I still remember the moment. He always used to wear... um white shirt and a tie he always had the tie undone and the button undone and then the sleeves rolled up so he was just like a super cool dude yeah yeah. silver gray hair he looked like i mean he looked to me he's probably six seven feet tall but he's probably only like five eight five nine they told but he was me, yeah yeah they told him he had to wear a tie to work he's like yeah okay yeah, i will yeah he yeah, did yeah. it his way but he was yeah super cool dude that's man. awesome and um and for some reason i gravitated toward him i gravitated toward guys that would treat me treat me right yeah and then people that were funny so you know i just those are some of the examples of some of the things i went through and you know um my mom is a great example she did a, she did a, a lot of a ton of good things and i mean i just can't imagine what that was like yeah to one from one day to the next being a single mom you know married and then all of a sudden now you're a single mom yeah that's one thing yeah. like um my mom has a lot of, uh, she's always apologizing for mm. how, I was like, mom, you did the best you could. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's like, no one knew. I was like, we all turned out all right. We're, yeah, we're yeah. not dead. We're not in jail. That's right. You know? yeah. <laughs> we're good. You gotta look at the the bright yeah, side. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I mean, I, no. we all, we all did things and we're not perfect. Right. You know? Yeah. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. So there are millions of teens and young adults um, who go through situations like we experienced that like I talked about one um, and I was one of them mm -hmm. definitely uh, what would you tell your younger self when navigating the things that you go through man man looking back if I could talk to my younger self now you'll find community find the right community yeah you know hang hang around wise people like it says in Proverbs thirteen twenty, you know, walk with the walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. <laughs> That's what I did. I associated That's with good. fools and I got myself in trouble. Yeah. Why? It sounded like a good idea at the time. We've all got stories like that, right? Where it sounds like a good idea to do, but eh, maybe not so much. So you live and learn. You know, you find out the hard way. However, just like we just talked about, sometimes we have to go through some things to find out what the right thing is down the road. I wish that I'd asked myself a number of questions when I was younger, you know. Me, like, oh, man. I couldn't. Like, I just never stopped and thought. I was just like, yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was just like. So, yeah, we always want to know what direction our friends are going to go in. Um, do I need to be, do I need to pretend to be somebody that I'm not in order to, to fit in? If I need to pretend to be somebody else, then what am I doing? It's really, that was me. 
Yeah. That was me because I was just trying to find myself through right. hurt yeah. and other situations. Yeah. And then uh, right before we moved to um, where we were, I went to high school. It was like eighth grade. And it was mm. like end of the year. Like mm. we couldn't even finish out the year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was with kids I was with from kindergarten. Wow. And now I had like a, it felt like a whole new identity somewhere else. And then. Hmm. You start hanging out with crowds that you wow. shouldn't be hanging out with, and yeah. like that didn't really help. And then through that time, my dad was mm. moving, and yeah, man. So wow, like that's tough. I had to that's like tough. go hard, you know. Mm. I felt like I had to go hard. Yeah. And then yeah. all the goofball friends start going to college and stuff, and you're like, wait, I'm still a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's everybody going? Yeah. Why am I still here by myself? Why am I still a goofball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Florida and be a goofball. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, what does that need for a male role model look like? Mm, what does it need? What, what does mm. it mean? What is the need for a male model? Oh let's, man, let's go to that. Right? It's like to talk so. to to talk to you, or like to talk to me, for example. Hmm. So if if you're drawing a picture, right? And somebody says, I want you to draw a picture to look just like that other picture. If you can't see the picture, how can you draw the picture? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Right? So you need you need something. You need a blueprint. It's like building a building. You don't just say, I'm going to go build the building without any kind of planning. You got to put some time in. You got to figure out, all right, this, I want this room to look like this. I want it to be this tall. I want this many floors. Oh, am I going to need an elevator? Oh, what's the code say? Oh, how many circuits do I have to have in a breaker box? <laughs> Yo, you, I mean, it's, a, it's some work. So when you, when you just, as a, as a, an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old kid are trying to figure it out and can't. Yeah. Yo, you yeah. need that bad. And shouts out to the single moms. This is, yo, that's a grind. Mm-hmm. It is. But, and the single pops. I'm not going, you know, let's not, let's yeah. not forget there's some single dads out there. Yep. But with the unit, the unit that God put together, to raise kids, that's where it's at, man. Mm-hmm. They need that, and you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of grandfathers and grandmothers stepping in and filling roles, and aunts and uncles and cousins, and y- you name it. I'm, I'm sure there's a dynamic for it all, and you know, thank God for for step parents, yeah. blended families is huge. Yeah. So the need for the man to show a boy how to be a man. It's important, you know. They identify so many things, physical, mental, emotional. Yeah. You know, you have to tell that young man, hey, listen, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry. Jesus got angry. Yeah. He's flipping tables. Right, right. Not not the massage table. uh, No, not the massage (laughs) table. That's what we're not going to (laughs) do. But, you know, it's it's a challenge, man. You know, as as a young man, you need to see what it's like 
Like, what's my goal? You know, but when the goalpost is moving, you know, because it's like, oh, because that happens too. Yeah. You know, somebody will bring, you know, this one's good for this week. That one's good for next week. Eh. It's, there's just some things missing when you have, when you don't have the consistency that's needed. Yeah. And I think it's important to have consistency. You know, I'm grateful that, you know, I was always able to be there for the most part with my kids. You know, I, we could dig into a little bit more of it later, but you know, um, my oldest one and my youngest one, the middle one we'll talk about. And, um, it was just a challenge. Um, choices that I made, things that I, all part of my growth. And, uh, just talked to my middle one today, as a matter of fact. He's, a, he's in Miami right now. He's oh, a, let's he go. does some work. Yeah, he um nice. he does he does some real strong video work and audio work. Really? He's, yeah, yeah, well, he's sharp. Maybe he's sharp. uh maybe hire him on yeah, to yeah. hope for tomorrow one day. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we'll I see. We're gonna we're gonna pray about all yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a um he's a good kid, good young man. And That's uh, awesome. he's just he's trying to find his way and he's um he's like, man. This, this ain't easy life. I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I told you it wasn't going to be easy. He said, yeah, I know, but I know. He said it just didn't make sense the way you were telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so experience is a good teacher. So, it's you know, I'm just grateful now that we're able to build and just have a uh, the type of relationship where he's having an issue. He'll call me. You mm-hmm. know? That's perfect. So, he yeah. He can talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing that's key is allowing your kids a safe space yeah. to talk and i yeah. honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna be truthful mm. i didn't provide that because i didn't mm. not as much as i should have um well bro i'm not gonna act like i've been this yeah, been all yeah, the time because, this, is, yeah, this is this is still this is new. Yeah, this, <laughs> was, there's still a process yeah, yeah 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 but i was like real bad and just like shutting him down mm. and yeah. just because that's what my dad would do yeah and, so we're talking a lot about the single parents, but also uh, male role models. The dad might not be mm, as good as you think. Right, and, right, right. And, you know? Maybe that father didn't have the tools. Exactly. Like, that was so, my dad. My dad right. didn't have a dad. Right, and, right. Uh, so I don't really beat up on him too much, excuse me, right. too much for, like, how he dealt with us, but uh, just being coached by my wife and that's another thing yeah. too like having a good woman beside you to like be truthful and not like Man. not like be angrily right. about it like you why are you talking like yeah hey maybe you should approach it this way yeah you know yeah. uh but being a mentor i have a few um i have a few kids that i talk to they have yeah. very healthy households and stuff they just want someone to talk to yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah, it's. I think when, when you're young and you're looking for friends, you got to remember that the the adult brain isn't fully matured. Yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. I was so, just about to say 25, yeah. yeah. So you know, being able to talk to your dad at home or an uncle or whatever, is good. But sometimes you know you just don't want to open up. You, you're not going to open up to them the same way you would open up to maybe yes, a friend or someone exactly. else that could mentor you yeah. and give, say, Hey, you know what? This is what I think. And then they'll, on their way out before, without even saying anything to you, they might just say, man, my dad said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah. That's so true. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, Army, thank you for your service. Um, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was. um, (laughs) So I know you said Folsom, PA, and then I remembered because I was like, oh, I used to live there. Yeah. It was Fullcroft. Oh, Fullcroft. Okay. Delco. Okay. All right. Yeah, right across the bridge. So I, I, um, So I was struggling, right? I was probably 16, getting ready to turn 17. And um, I was trying to figure out where and what I wanted to do with myself. And I had, so let me back up. For a lot of years, like after my parents split up, probably seventh, eighth, and maybe ninth grade, I went to summer school, struggled to get through school. Mm-hmm. And I just did not focus so I think by the time I was a junior in high school, my, right around my junior year, my mom had had enough. She was like, look, you need to do something. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. I can't remember a lot of, you know, so much has happened in my life. I can't remember all the details. Anyway, so I met this recruiter, Craig Daniels, my man, Sergeant Craig Daniels. So, shout out. Shout out. So he, um, he talked, talked, he, I feel like he talked me into he recruited me <laughs> into the Army Reserve. So I went to basic training the summer after my junior year of high school. So I went to Fort Dix, New Jersey for basic training after my after my junior year. Came home, finished my senior year. And then after I graduated high school, I went to San Antonio, Fort Sam Houston. And I started a um, 91 Bravo, it was, uh, combat medic course. You got, yeah, it's just on screensaver. Combat medic course. I got through about eight of the 12 weeks. And I was at, I don't know why I thought I was having a good time. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. But I did not pass the class. So I was like, oh, man, I thought I was going to get booted out of service. I thought, you know, this is this is ridiculous. I didn't even I didn't You got all the way yet. there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they allowed me to go into medical supply. So it gave, so I, that was my first renewal of, was like, woof, all right, I can mess up and I can still do this. Nice. <laughs> so I ended up graduating in medical supply. I came back home and I was like, I missed an opportunity to, to stay there and go on active duty. So I came back home, had to stay like six months. And then um, in May of 1993, so I graduated high school in 1992. Mm-hmm. So in May of 1993, after I finished um, that that program, medical supply, they sent me to Fort Bliss, Texas, in El Paso. Bro, I hated it. It was hot. It was dry. It, it was sound, brown. Yeah, it doesn't it's sound Texas. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> no knock on Texas. I'm That's sure East Texas, right? Huh? East Texas, right? No, El Paso's right. West Texas. West all Texas. the way in the corner. That's what I meant. Yeah. Right up under that. right up under New Mexico, Mexico. just yeah, above yeah. New Mexico. Oh boy. I was there from nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety five. So I did, so I had about a year of reserve, a year and some change of reserve. And then, um, then I was active from 1993 to 1995. The reason I was only there till 1995 is because I decided that I was going to be the next Pablo Escobar (laughs) in the army. Yeah, man. Um, So I was in this car with this dude, right? (laughs) And we were like, all right, let's take some weed. And let's go sell it. 
So we figure we can get weed three hundred dollars a pound. Three hundred dollars a pound. A pound. A pound. A pound. Yeah, a yeah, quarter pound with shake, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's junk, mostly junk. <laughs> so man, we get in the car, we drive. We're in St. Louis County, Missouri. Get pulled over. It's like it's November. It's cold. It's like two o'clock in the morning. These cops got us sitting out on this highway, shivering, t-shirt, and oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So it's cold. Up, Ended up uh, catching a possession of marijuana charge, uh, felony conviction, five years probation. So that was my ticket back to New Jersey. So um, fortunately, um, I was able to get discharged with a general under honorable, not a dishonorable. So I mean, that was a blessing that I little did I know. So, you know, God was always looking out. Yeah. Always, always looking out. And um, lived and learned. You know, I made some mistakes. I did my probation time, never had another hiccup. And then, you know, it was funny, not funny, how it is funny how God works sometimes. <laughs> it's a little bit. So um, I came home in, was it October, November, whenever it was. And then I met Monica that spring. Hmm. And we've been married 22 years, but there's more. There's there's more layers. There's layers. Layers, probably, yeah, too, layers, yeah, yeah. layers. So. so you went from Pablo Escobar yeah. to Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo Pablo the Poppy. Pablo Poppy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, for um, people who are in the service and they're they're dealing with the flesh um, mm. and the world. Uh, how, what advice do you give to those people to live like Christ and not fall into those temptations? Because it's got to be hard being far away from where you live. You're mm. meeting a whole bunch of people yeah. from around the country. Yeah. Uh, different cultures, backgrounds, yeah. different addictions. And Man, let me tell you, there was people there that were, they had the option. Prisoner, prisoner, military. Wow. I didn't think that that was a thing then, but apparently yeah, yeah. it still was. Yeah. So, um advice again you know i think there's just strength in community um remembering to stay steadfast in your beliefs if you have a good foundation growing up as if if you have a good foundation growing up maintain that yeah do the best you can to maintain that the difficult part is if you didn't have that growing up where do you find it you know you have to find uh ways to to hold on to the positivity as best as possible and, and a lot of times for from an initial an initial perspective, people aren't getting that through through the church. Um, people get hurt in the church, church and yeah, it's definitely. it's it's real, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. But um, trying to find positive positive people to be around and stick with that, hang with that. God will work those things out. He will, you'll, you'll, it's not going to be a coincidence that you're going to meet somebody that somebody, you might walk into somebody in the store, you know, and they're praying and it's like, Hey, what's going on with you? Or somebody needs some help. And they're like, Oh, thank God you showed up. Or what you mean? Thank God he should, you showed up. And he, before you know it, you never know when those little seeds get planted. Yeah. You know, so just finding community, um, f finding people that are positive and, trying to let go of some of the negativity you know don't harbor it let it go it's easier said than done because yeah, so there could be a, a lot of those people who were in hurtful situations that like to feed and yeah 
feed off of those emotions and yeah. plant them in others too. It's really yeah. like you're casting yeah. your seeds. Yeah, man. Man. So how would you overcome that pressure? Transparency. Yeah. Authenticity. Um, if something's bothering you, say it. You know, don't hold, don't hide behind, don't hide behind things. Um, it's it's easy to hide. It's hard to be authentic. It's hard yeah. to be transparent. It is. It's hard to be real, especially if you just so used to not. You know, if you just want a front, you got two dollars in your in your bank account, but you got you know a hundred dollar shirt on or two hundred dollar sneakers. Well, it's two hundred dollar sneakers now. Back in the day, Jordan was bucking a quarter. So. <laughs> but you know, it's um. I think a lot of us get caught up in the facade or, you know, yeah. trying to look good to make people think you're good. I think it's also, too, like, trying not to hurt people's feelings and, yeah. and stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah. That's a struggle, too. Mm -hmm. um, people just kind of saying what people think they want to hear. Yeah. You know, trying to sugarcoat. Mm. Sometimes it's necessary not to hurt people, but just to be honest and say, hey, listen... I got to tell you something. You're not going to like it. Yeah. There's, but, you know, yeah. this is this is the truth. So, like, this line of work that I want to be and like, I'm, I'm, I want to be a pastor. Yeah. And I was asking uh, Pastor Twain, was like, how, what's an effective way to have hard conversations with people? He's like, if you want to have hard conversations with people, just hang out with me. Because <laughs> he's so good. He's so good at it. <laughs> He is brutally honest. Yo, man, DC. I love him so That's much. That's my guy. He, <laughs> oh, man. He's like, if you want to learn how to have hard conversations, just yeah. watch. Just watch what I say and do. And yeah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you as sheep in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Mm. So to, to swing back around to your question... Like, how do you deal, you know, for people that are dealing with the flesh in the world, watch out for those wolves. Yeah. Because they out there. And that's having the hard conversations. Like, look, I appreciate you coming at me, but I don't think you're for me. Also, prophets, too, like, it's not a Christianity thing. Right, 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 right. People have the gifts mm -hmm. that God gave them. Yeah. It's just if they use them for God or not. Mm. Mm. Right? Or, or say they're using them for God and not. And they're not. Yeah. Ooh, we, mm. we could open that can of worms for another time. <laughs> True story. It's, it is, too. Yeah. So uh, for a few solid years, you went from flunking out of high school yeah struggling joining the army yep getting eloped oh yeah that's right see that's part of the layers all right so we're gonna go back there's into, layers to this yeah yes yeah yeah so mm, so while i was in high school junior senior year somewhere in there maybe a little after so i always had this there was a young lady my first wife we had, our families knew each other for years. I uh, went to the same church growing up. Um, and she had, she had a son. So 
started messing around, you know, being a young man out there just doing my thing mm -hmm. at some point. So at some point we started dating, dating, and uh, <laughs> we ended up getting married in Texas. Now, we were, we were talked about it before, you know, like, well, you know, in, when you're in the military, you get this little thing called, uh, yeah, Kashish <laughs> for being married and you're and you know you guys are not together and they they help you out with um like uh like a little they call it BAH or BAQ basic allowance of quarters basic allowance of housing so um and then they also give you something called separate rations for um, money toward groceries so it's a couple extra oh, cool. yeah Man, nice. so we thought we'd take that extra money and you know put it toward the wedding and it's that or whatever well. Being young, impressionable, and dumb like myself, when she was she was away, I just I went and sought out after other partners. So mm. and uh, so I didn't treat her. I wasn't treating her very well. Um, wasn't a very good uh, husband. So we didn't stay together very long. So yeah. not not long after I got back, we split up. And then so I was with her, married separated not long after I got back into Jersey and then not not long after our separation that's when I met Monica and then eventually the first wife and I got divorced and then Monica and I got ended up with a daughter and then we didn't get married till man five years after mm. we met so yeah five years mm. four I'm sorry four 2001 it's pretty good mm -hmm. you feel like you needed to like a like a waiting period to see if that was the no i was just dumb yeah i was just dumb yeah <laughs> it was just stupid yeah god was working on me so you yeah. know and you know it's <laughs> we can laugh about it now but like it's serious though you yeah. know when you when you meet somebody and your intention is to get married well let me back up when you meet someone and you express an interest in that person. What is your intention? Is your intention to get married? Should it be? If it's not, then state your intentions. Yeah, what are you doing? From the rip. I'm gonna, so. Go ahead. <laughs> my wife, bro, she was that. She was like, like when we first started hanging out, she's like, so what are your intentions? And I was like, mm. I was see, like, uh, see, she's quiet, but she's she's lethal. She, hey, what, what you the, what what you want? <laughs> what you want, fool? Yeah. She's like, so, what what you know? Are yeah. we are we this? Are we that? I'm yeah. like, I don't like putting labels on things, man. Oh, do, that's do, what do, you, do. you hit her with that one. Hit her with yeah, that. How'd that like, go? I just like hanging out. Yeah, and, dude, we were. This close to her not uh, mm. talking anymore, bro. Wow. It wasn't until my trip to Philly. I, I've spoke about it on the episode. Right, 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 right. On the podcast before, not to get like too into it. God was like, you get back down there. Mm. And then she had two kids at the time. She's like, God said, be a father to those boys. And I was like, oh. Hmm. It was wild, bro. You listen that time. And then my intentions, I did. Okay. No, for real, I did. Yeah, okay. Because like, right. it... I'm not talking about where I'm just talking about, you know, sometimes when God talks yeah. to us, we don't always listen. No, it was, it was like clear. I'm like, whoa, 
where did that come from? Yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, of deal. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. like, I brought you down to Florida for a reason, you mm, fool. Get back down that? there. Yeah. 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 I always think about that a lot. He took me out of it if I would have stayed in Jersey, not saying he could have used me up there. Mm, it probably would have been right. there because I was I was hard headed and I didn't want to get away from right. people in situations mm. I was in. Yeah. So he brought me a thousand miles away from how about Home that? To work on me, and now look, look yeah. at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never would well, have even thought. outside of this. You know, you look at your family unit, right? Yeah. You got three kids now. Yeah. Those are your kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a family. You got somebody to model for. You have young men and a young woman to raise. Yep. Possibly more. I'm not speaking nothing. <laughs> You would make my daughter yeah, really happy. Yeah, yeah. She, she wants a baby sister so bad. Man. Uh, you know, it's never too late. <laughs> for so me, yes. Take a miracle, for you, not yeah. so much. It'd take us a miracle. Maybe yeah. adoption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't sleep. No, we, I, we, we, really, Don't we, sleep. we really been talking yeah. about that. But, uh, no, but I'm saying like, yeah, you say when you look at, when we look at our lives and, and, and where we are and the, the things that, that are in front of us. Sometimes we gotta take a step back and say, "Wow, look at where we came from. Look at the things we've been through." Yo, I can still see myself sitting in a jail cell. Sometimes I'm not yeah. putting myself there, but every now and then the image pops up in my head, and I'm like, "This is where I could be." Yeah, For me it was it's homeless. Mm. I think about that a lot. Like I would probably be homeless, mm. drinking, and stubborn. Right wow. Now. I think about that a lot. Yeah. I really do. Hmm. So, um, what guidance could you have had that could have been more effective to you? Uh, were you willing to even accept the guidance if it were available then? I straddled the fence, man. You know, I had, I had boys that, you know, so the life first, let's jump back into that real quick. Yeah. So the life first in 1994. So, I'm I'm a Mason, Freemason. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was what we call raised in 1994. So I hung around cats that were in that dealt with Freemasonry. It's like it's, it's a fraternal organization. So they, for the most part, they had their their lives on track. A lot of them were married, had kids. Um, they had been in for a while, 10, 12 years. So, you know, I had that side. Then I had the other side. Younger cats like myself, new to the army, first time away from home, ripping and running, drinking, smoking, you know, and not just cigarettes. I'm talking about smoking a little weed. Yeah, yeah. I never did anything else. Um, it was never my thing. But, you know, all things that I shouldn't have been doing that really weren't contributing to a positive aspect of my life. Mm. So I straddled the fence. I hung in one world for a little while. I got tired of that. Hung in another world. And I just went back and forth, just kept zigzagging, boom, 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 boom. So um, the life verse came from hanging with the Masons. And as one of the verses that really jumped, they were like, you need to memorize this. Oh, you wow. need to make this part of who you are because you can't do it on your own. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Wow. So I had it. Just like you said, you know, sometimes we have stuff and we don't use it the way we're supposed to. That was me, you know? So. Yeah, I was life. like, you know, for me, it was like, 
you ain't telling me nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know everything. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I have my own level of pride. I'm trying to, I'm having trouble pulling that out, but yeah. you know, I think it's, it's God's way of protecting me. Pride, <laughs> so is tough, like, man. Yeah. pride is really tough, man. Yo, I did an episode on it. Yeah. Back when we were in the first stages of the podcast, okay. I did one, nice. and it's back in the archive. Okay, all right. It's, it's deep, 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 deep. It's deep. on Spotify, guys. It's deep yeah. back there. Yeah, it's not even video I just yet. Want you to know, it's yeah. on Spotify. It's on. It's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, pride is that. That was honestly like the hardest thing. Yeah. To kick. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the hardest thing to yeah. kick. How can we help a younger us to just stop and listen, man? You know, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it shouldn't happen, but sometimes we gotta we gotta fall a little. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sometimes we gotta. Sometimes we gotta thump the melon just a little, mm-hmm. just enough. You don't gotta get rendered unconscious, but. You hit your head. It's like, oof! I want to do that again. Yeah. Like, wow, that didn't <laughs> that didn't feel good. No. So, I mean, I think, and 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 God gives us those nerves that when we hit. Like, it's like you feel that it, it registers. It's like, oh wow, why did that hurt? Why did that happen? Not questioning him, but like, wow, now I know why I should never do that again. Yeah. So, um, not saying it shouldn't that we need to prevent everything we can't walk around in bubble wrap sometimes we got to get caught a little so that's where i'm at with that's that that's good yeah. that's good i was always the one life that, experience that needed to learn the hard way that yeah. was that like I'm especially like uh like you said mm-hmm. you just did weed but i yeah. i did things past yeah. that just to be yeah. like you know yeah let's see this let's yeah. see what this is about yeah Luckily, never got except for like was big for me. That's yeah. one thing I did say. Yeah. Especially when I was bartending down here, man. It's mm. just the lifestyle down here. Yeah. But other mm. things, God was. Just, luckily, I had God's grace with. He was like, no, stay away from that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, grace and mercy, bro. Grace and mercy. I I can't even tell you, man. I I I should have been dead, bro. Not even kidding, like. Yeah, you told me a couple stories. Doing. You told me a couple stories. Listen, I, I woke up in places. I'm like, how the hell did I get here? <laughs> really, literally. I mean, in a car, sit up. I'm like, wow, how'd that stop so I get knocked over? Back out. Was me? Yeah. Oh, dude, I would fall asleep. I, I don't know how I didn't. Yeah. I would wake up at stop at red lights. Mm, wake say. up like oh grace and mercy yeah Again. man oh man mm. so after your stint in the army mm-hmm. what was life like that then like i can only right. so i got out split with the first wife met monica monica got pregnant like very shortly after after mm. we met so our daughter was born about 12 to 13 months after we met. So we kind of sort of started off on the wrong foot. No, yeah. we definitely started off on the wrong foot because <laughs> <He said> we, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that. That's, that's, let's keep it real. Yeah. Um, yeah, we weren't married. 
Um, at the time, I don't think we had any intention. We didn't. It wasn't a discussion. We did live together for a period of time, and then um, not long after we lived together, we moved out because we couldn't afford it. Um, we didn't weren't doing things the right way. Yeah. Um, we were constantly arguing. And then um, she said, "You know what? I'm going to move to Cincinnati." She had an aunt there. I met the aunt beforehand. She's great. Had four kids. Uh, good people. Uh, and it, you know, I was like, all right, as long as I get to see my daughter. She was so cool about it, man. She um, she has always, Monica has always shown me. More, she's treated me better than I deserve. Yeah. Always, always, always have. Can you shout out your beloved hey, real man. quick? I don't want you to get in trouble. Listen. Mi amor, I love you, Monica. All right. So, um, so I used to drive, maybe uh, either all the way there, halfway there, or um, on occasion she would bring, she would come all the way because all the way back to Jersey from Cincinnati because she still had family in Jersey. Yeah. So, you know, we we worked out a lot of the details. So in two thousand ish. I decided to move out there. So, um, what was that like as a father knowing that your daughter? Wow, it was hard. Away. It could be tough. It was hard. Man. It was imagine. hard, but she was, um, but she was so flexible. Monica was, yeah, with it at the time. Even though it was, it wasn't about me and her anymore. It was about, about the baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, and really not cool, not everybody bro. goes through that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's a straight blessing. Yeah, that's amazing. Another another more proof. God's grace. grace. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, I moved out there about 2000. Uh, the intention was to get my own place because I knew how it started before, and I wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't going out there to to just go live off her, sponge off her, or anything like that. I wanted to be able to stand on my own two feet, you know, I, I decided, Hey, you know, I think I'm going to try to be a man now, you know, at this point, 25, 20, yeah. 25 years old or however old I was, I can't remember. So, uh, yeah, 24, 25. And, um, so the apartment that I had set up kind of felt like it did fall through. So at the time when I went out there, I was staying with her aunt who she was staying with. So all of us were in the you know same house, and then the four girls. Her aunt had four girl has four girls. We had Alexis, so there's three adults, and five kids in this house. It's a nice size house, so yeah, three bedroom, full basement. Yeah, you know, it is up north. Any place other than Florida say, has yeah, basements. Exactly. So, yeah. So we had the whole basement, and you know, just got to talking, and you know, through time, and you know, some healing, and just a little maturation. We said, all right, let's give this another shot. So we got our place, and um, we decided that we were going to go ahead and get married. So we got married like the following year, 2001. <clears throat> all the while, she's pregnant with our youngest son, too. So, <laughs> so I still wasn't fully a grown man, but, you know, doing everything God wanted me to do. So, but I was learning. You know, I, was, I, I got better. It was a process. It was, it wasn't. It wasn't just the change. I was like, hey, I'm going to change. Boom. It doesn't work like that. No. It's a process. So, yeah. Yeah. So we eventually got married in uh, 2001. We've been married for 20, 
two years now. So, yeah, hey, man. Love that, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate Let's it. Go. Hey, it's process. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's process, you know. <clears throat> we can dig into that in another podcast. Yeah, yeah. The, the process. Of... <laughs> yes, sir. Trust the process. <laughs> so, that's how that went. So, um, during that, so you had three kids. Yes, I do. Two of which. Monica and I have two. But there's one in between. There is. The two. There is. So that time frame in between when um, she and I were not together, Monica and I were not together. Yeah. I was still trying to figure out who I was. And I think I looked for a lot of that in, in women and, and just like hanging out and drinking and driving or mm-hmm. drinking and drive. Well, I did do some, <laughs> God forgive me. I did some drinking and drive, drinking and drugs. I should, I meant to say, and, um, it wasn't the healthiest way, but that's where I met, um, my middle son's mom. And, uh, unfortunately we really weren't in a relationship. We were just, you know, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, hooking up. And, um, so that's, she got pregnant and eventually Neo came. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't find out about him. He was born in 2001. I didn't find out about him until 2003. Mm. So that's two years. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. So, um, just to add a little bit to that, uh, that was a challenging situation all on its own. Um, it's it's a little deeper than I want to get into, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was challenging. Yeah, yeah. It I was challenging. It had its challenges. And uh, I actually got a letter in the mail to find out about him, you know, in child support from, yeah. from New Jersey. And at the t- by the time I got the letter, I was mm, almost, I was probably closer to like three, four grand in, in child support arrears. So that put a strain on us financially. Um, at that point, we were married. Nicholas had come along, so you know, got two kids on, under one under one roof. Um, income wasn't great. Um, we struggled. We lost our home. Uh, we ended up moving back to Jersey. Started over from scratch, and that was that was rough. So we were out there about four to five years in Cincinnati, and it was a uh, it was a good time. I uh, still got a couple friends out there to talk to, but um, it was, it was, it wasn't easy. Okay. But uh, you know, it's it's crazy. I, my relationship with God at that point was not where it is today. Yeah, definitely. But for some reason, I always knew that He was right there. Hmm. Always knew He was right there. In the midst. Yep. Yep. Um, wasn't always willing to, <laughs> to give Him all the praise and all the glory. But he never left me, man. Never forsook me. Never. Do you think he brought you back to Jersey so you could have a relationship with your middle son? Yeah, I think there was a couple things. That um, I needed to be humble. I had some pride issues going on. Um, That's when I started learning about my anger. Mm. So... uh, That anger is a tough pill to swallow, bro. I... So, you know, I learned a lot about that. So, 
Yeah, that's where I started to learn about my anger. And I just, I, I needed to start to deal with me. And I needed to be okay with dealing with me. Yeah. And um, I wasn't there yet. And that took some time. And that's only like five years from being from from being addressed. I'm talking five years ago. So we're talking less. So I moved back to Jersey in 04. And I didn't deal with all of this until five, about four or five years ago. Yeah. So I, that was a simmering pot for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, would you say the the... Let's back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's Through this, up. you became a respiratory therapist. Or any... So, yeah. So, we left Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's back up a little bit more. So, when I first came home from the Army, I, I was an EMT for uh, a while. So, I, I finished that program in 1996. I worked as an EMT till 2008. So, for 12 years. So, that was part of the struggle because, like the cash flow wasn't there yeah um not saying that emts can't make it they can but some of the choices i made caused me not us not to do well so over time um i've had i had some very very uh intricate conversations with a lot of people in different professions and just more or less mentors that I didn't know were mentors. It wasn't a formal agreement. You know, people just saying, Hey man, listen, you could do more. Yeah. This is what you could do if you did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I ain't trying to hear it. I'm just going to grind this out. That's for the birds. Yep. 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 So, um, when we were in Ohio as an EMT, if you want to work, 911 and you want to work for a city you had to become a firefighter so I went to fire school out there in oh like oh two oh three so I did that for about a year and a half so I was a firefighter EMT for a little while and then um when we were moving back I said I'm not I'm not starting over if I'm gonna get yeah. if I'm gonna do something else I'm going to college so so in 2004 my mother-in-law shout out to Diana Apple hey um, she really encouraged me to start taking some courses. She said, look, just start start small. She worked at a community college in South Jersey. She's like, just take a couple courses. It's going to take you a minute anyway. It takes everybody a minute. And I was still working as an EMT. I started working with this nurse. And she was telling me she worked on the ambulance with us. And she did what, what they call ALS, Advanced Life Support mm-hmm. uh, Transport. So she was the nurse to help manage patients that were sicker. Oh, and I was okay. like, okay. I said, maybe I'll go to nursing school. I was like, nah. I had a situation where a patient reached into the diaper and finger painted on me. Yeah. Yeah, that would, uh, that would end uh, up. So I was like, I ain't dealing with nothing below the neck. <laughs> nothing. So she was like, all right, well, what about respiratory therapy? I was like, what's respiratory therapy? Wait, that's below the neck. Yeah, that's above the neck. Uh, you're only dealing with the airway up. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, okay. there are some things that we could have been a brain yeah. surgeon, man. Could have. No, could have. <laughs> just could have. <laughs> <laughs> I probably needed some brain surgery myself. <laughs> so um, I started researching some programs, found, a, I found out it was a two-year degree. It was like, oh, okay, I already got like... 
already got like a year's work because at this point it took me a minute to like get there so from 04 to about 05 06 so that's when i found out about it and i was like all right let me apply let me start looking for programs i found a couple programs i applied in 06 to um i applied to get into the class of 07 in 2006 didn't work out i was missing one prereq so the, guy, oh. the program director's like, look, don't get discouraged. He said, we got plenty of seats. He said, nah, it's, he said in a couple of years, it's going to be so hard to get in this program. Trust me, just stick with it. So I was like, all right. So I took my, took my last prereq. It was all science, too, science heavy. Chemistry, anatomy and physiology, one and two, biology, microbiology, mm. um, pathophysiology. It was, yeah. Yeah. And that was, and that was outside of your English, math, history, all the other stuff that went along with it. So I get all this stuff knocked out, right? And then I apply in 2007 to get into the class of 2008. I get in. I'm like, all right, cool. What's that mean? <laughs> so like, they're like, well, it's a full-time program. A lot of people don't work and do it. I'm like, well, I got to work. I got yo, I got to put food on the table. Oh, we're working. So yeah. Yep. So I worked full-time for probably about, because the program itself, so let me back up a little bit. So the respiratory therapy program itself was one year. But you do all your prereqs before you get into the program. So I had to I had to figure out how to work for a year or like kind of finagle how to get through this year. So I worked full time probably for the first half of it. And then the last half of it, the program was so demanding. I was like, yo, I can't. So I borrowed a bunch of money. Yeah. student loans we're gonna do this so it was like yeah i put all i was all in texas holding baby pushed all my chips in the middle of the table i was like yo it's respiratory or bust yeah and i was like lord i know i haven't been diligent about praying but i need you and i met this dude jim fields it's my guy we talk almost every day for real for the last 16 years, almost every day, I kid you not, we talk at least once a day. Sometimes we go a couple of days, he's on vacation, I'm on vacation, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's got stuff going on, but like for the most part, every single day. If I couldn't, if I didn't, if I didn't meet Jim Fields, if God didn't put him in my life, I probably wouldn't be a respiratory therapist today. Wow. Yo, smartest dude, one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. He just, because one of the first conversations we had Everybody introduced himself in class. Who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? Blah, blah, blah. What do you do? And Americans, what we say, what we do, we mean, what do you do for work? Yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. <laughs> yeah, <try laughs> Especially when like, I wasn't yeah. doing anything. <laughs> so they got to him. He's like, what do you do? He's like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm like, okay. He's like, okay, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we finished, and they were like, oh, that's cool. You say He's like, yeah, I saved some money. I'm good. You know, I'm just chilling. I'm just going to school. So I'm curious. I'm like, dude, what you mean you ain't doing? I said, yo, you got a hustle I don't know about. I'm like, I'm still in my, my mind. I'm like, all right, yo. Let me in on this. So he was like, yo, he said, I've been through stuff like this. He said, I did a program. I failed. I did a program. I failed. And um, I'm not failing this one. I was like, so what you mean? He's like, yo, I worked for like a year and a half, stacked my chips so that I didn't have to worry about thinking, about taking a job, collecting. Oh. Yo, he stacked enough money to get himself through the, because he knew what, he knew what it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. 
he had um he went to a nursing program and he just it stressed him out because he was trying to do but he was trying to walk the tightrope do it all work school work school family and his kids are a little younger than mine but he and i are the same jim we're the same age we always have this conversation. He's like, yo, you're older. I'm like, yo, you were born in the same year. We're the same age. He's like, nah, you're older. You're a couple months older. I'm like. He pulled the month card? Yeah. He pulled the yeah. month card. You're killing me, Smalls. He ain't lying, though. So, nah, he's not. <laughs> you know, it's the last time I'm going to say that, too. So, anyway. It's on the record now. It is. It is. <laughs> too late. But um, that's my guy, man. And um, so, I, like, studying together, like... <laughs> I couldn't get a couple of concepts down. So like, and he really, he, he tripped me out because like he would say stuff like, just think of EPMD. I'm like, white guy. He's born and raised, like he's from Philly, but he born and raised in like Turnersville where he was down. He was like, what you talking about EPMD? I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> so, so he was, but he's always been a good dude, man. Um, he, And he's been in my corner. I've been in his and, you know, we've hung out like whenever he, he comes, he, he's, I always tell him he don't come to Florida. He goes to Disney. <laughs> he's one of those people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it, because of him, you know, having a good dude. Yeah. He was my community in school. Yeah. You know, um, I had a couple other people that, you know, have come and gone for no one, you know, just cause life, you know, as we grow, we change, you know, it's different. It's just, it's just like that. Sometimes it's important for young people to realize too, like, Sometimes when you have somebody in your life, they're just there for a season. Sometimes they're there for life. That's good. You know what I mean? But it's for him, for me and him, we've been rocking together since 2007, man. Like studying for hours upon hours upon ends. But Monica just didn't. She's like, yo, what are you doing at this? I'm like, yo, you have no idea how hard this crap is. <laughs> the kids would be like, dad, are you coming home? I'm like, baby, daddy got to go to the library. You can study at home. No, I can't. No, I I'm can't. I'm <laughs> Running around in the nah, yard. Nah. <laughs> you know, real talk, my kids were good. They, they yeah. didn't drive me nuts when they were little. Well, a little bit they did, but like they kids. listen. Yeah, you know what? No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so. So all that must have paid off. Yeah, you know, um, you know, the funny thing is, it's like you don't realize what grace and mercy looks like till you get it. I've never missed a meal. I've never had to, you know, never. These are my blessings. Yeah. Some people might not see them that way, but, and some people be like, oh, now you're showing off. I never had the power shut off. You know, never, family never been homeless. It's just, I, those are, that's the grace and mercy for me. That's what it looks like for me. And I'm grateful. I really am. So, yeah. So how did that change your, uh, your married life? <sighs> Well, it's still a process, Frank, at that point. <laughs> the 2008 was still a process. <laughs> While I was in respiratory school, uh, March 2008, um, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Oh. And um, he died in April, like less than six weeks later. Wow. So that was challenging. Um, so I was still trying to process a lot of things. So still trying to figure out how to be a good husband be a good dad and be a good man um all this whole story this whole time for the most part minus a couple of years plus or minus i was always in church church just wasn't always in me I mean, say that to the camera 
just because you're in church doesn't mean church is in you. Preach. Ask me, I know. Preach. I made the mistakes. I <laughs> sung the songs. I read the verses. I read the Bible. But I wasn't honest with myself. And I wasn't honest with God. Until I decided that I was going to surrender and get honest with him. That's when things change. So my marriage didn't change until I surrendered. My life didn't change until I surrendered. That's when things change. You would have to fast forward all the way to 2020. So you're talking about 40 plus year old man married with children that are adults making mistakes making bad decisions, not consulting God first, not making sure he's number one, wife number two, everybody else behind that. That's when it changed. When I said, all right, Lord, I can't do it anymore. I just, (laughs) I can't do it. Literally on my knees with my hands up just like this. I can't do it. You're, you win. It's all you. So then, you know. So you talked about community as, um, as an individual. Yeah. Individual. Yeah. Individual. Mm-hmm. How about, and I love the term you use because I use it all the time now. What's that? My bone. Oh, yeah. My my rib. <laughs> your rib, yeah. <laughs> my rib. So what was community like for your family and what brought peace to your marriage? Mm, so everything has a story, Frank. It's crazy. <laughs> so Monica worked for this, this company, kind of like nonprofit. It was a nonprofit for sure. And they did, they provided social services as Monica was the employee providing a service for a family. So Monica connected with somebody for work, and that was it. No communication for about two to three years. She and I are going through something major. Like, we might not be together major. Wow. These two individuals reconnect and that is the beginning of the renewing of our marriage, mm. renewing of our relationship. So I give up and say, all right, God, I'm done acting like a nut. I'm done being stupid. I'm not going to do this no more. And I mean it this time because I've said, I've said it a number of times. So after I decide that, okay, this is it. Monica meets this lady and meets up with this lady, not meets her because she, she's met her before. And they start talking about places like family life and this church where they all get together and they do small group. That was when we did our first, it was uh, 20, was it 20? Yeah, it was 2020. We did our first marriage small group. We did it online because COVID didn't let nobody get together. (laughs) So, so things changed there. That's where things changed. So after we did, while we were doing that small group and we surrendered, and that was the first time that I admitted I became transparent 
in front of people that's big that i did not know yeah that's so and that was huge and um i wept like a child man wept like a child and um that couple is like heavy off into our life now you know we talk we talk a lot you know we talk about life we're doing life together it, it may not the frequency might not be there where we see each other or talk to each other every day now there we're trying to get them here down here to this uh to the sunshine state okay come on oh, yeah man. there's plenty of so, room. yeah yeah no, no, y'all can <laughs> stay with us for a minute if you need to so that's just nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah is that was when everything changed like our first uh it's called vertical marriage david ann wilson through family life okay and that was what changed for us that was the pivot point and um and we're not looking back Moving ahead, like the song says. I'm telling you, and I'm really gonna plug. Uh, I'm really gonna plug groups and how important. Oh are. man, please! And are you kidding me? My wife and I are really wanting to do uh, the home builders group. Yeah, um, let's do it. Come on. Yeah, I think mm. I think next season's gonna be us, man. Okay, all right. Cause we've been poured into individually, but yeah. uh, as a couple, being poured into. Yeah. Because when you think about it. We're one person now. Yeah, yo, man. You know? Preach. Yeah, Yeah, we're one person now. Her hurts or our hurts. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think once we acknowledge that and recognize that, it, not that it becomes easier. I take that back. It does. It does become easier. It becomes easier to tackle. Yeah. Because you're not in it alone anymore. You're equipped. That's right. Yeah, you're equipped. So, you know, and um, one of the things, uh, to go back to the question too is like I um after doing the self assessment and saying all right this is this is where I'm falling short these are the things I'm I could be doing this is how I could get better finding somebody to hold me accountable that couple holds us accountable too mm, you know that's good so you know they'll ask us the hard questions and we, we give them we give them the space too we we have to as individuals we have to allow we have to allow other people. To speak into our lives. That's part of being and, vulnerable too. Yeah. And be, yeah, we got to be okay with it. So, so I don't know if that, uh, if that helps. No, or that's answers. good. Man. All right, cool. I'm loving, I'm loving this couch though, dude. This couch <laughs> is so comfy. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I got to give me one of these. <laughs> Let's go for the, I'm telling you, if I ever get a studio. Got to get a couch like this. I'm getting a couch. I'm going to. Go right to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> look, look around. You don't have to, we didn't buy new. So right. Trust no, me. no, no. I right. always try to buy used when you can, man. Mm. So how can you encourage the, the struggling marriages? Oh, man. Do that self-assessment. Ask yourself, do I have a relationship with Christ? And be honest in the answer. That's key. You know, and if you don't, do it. What's the, how, I want you, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. How does somebody give their life to say, commit and say, all right, I'm a Christian. What makes someone a believer? What makes someone trust mm-hmm. that belief? Yeah. Because we could believe in, in the chair. Yeah. But do we trust mm-hmm. it's going to hold us up? Mm. <laughs> You, you fell off a chair a couple times, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying not to think of it. So that's yeah. like that's yeah. like one thing. Like I always believed there was God. 
I always believed right. Jesus was a person. Yes, yes. But I didn't trust. Huh. I didn't fully trust. Right. So, say admitting yeah. that Jesus is the Son of God. He came here, dwelt among us, died on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later. Now the Holy Spirit is right here guiding us around, right? He's, he's right here guiding yeah. us. So As we speak. Yep. So the other thing is, am I praying? Like as a couple, to get back to your question, am I praying? Am I waiting for the answer? Or am I going to try and fix it myself? Do you trust? It's reading a book by Craig Rochelle, A Winning the War in Your Mind. He gave an example in his book about trusting God. And he used the, uh, the analogy of a God box. Imagine you had a shoe box or some kind of box. And you wrote the word God on it. And all the things that you want to deal with you put in door that you don't that you want God to take care of, you put in that box. All right, so let's envision. All right, I'm having trouble with my finances. So you throw your wallet in there. I'm having car trouble, you throw your car keys in there. Look, I can't stop drinking, so you put that bottle in there. Man, I, I can't leave these pills alone. You put the pill bottle in there. I want a man, I want a woman, so you put a picture of a man or a woman in it. Whatever, whatever you're looking for. Now, whatever you don't trust God with. I want you to take out that box. I dare you. When I read that, I put the book down for a minute. Hmm. I dare you to take out of that box what you think God can't handle. I ain't touching that box. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad, Craig, you ain't had to go there. <laughs> Pastor Craig went in on that one. Pastor Craig wow. Rochelle, winning the war in your mind. Yo, that's... That's something like when you when you're dealing with things where your mind just kind of drifts and it wanders. For me, my big thing for me is journaling. I think I got about four or five over there right now, and then the one that is over here on the floor, and and then a couple more. But like as I journal every day for, for the most part, every day. Since twenty twenty, been journaling, man. And it's 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 just a necessary thing for it. It's more it's kind of like a download for me. Yeah. And allows me to get all these things out of my head because not everything that you have in your head do you want to say out loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. And that in, that includes talking to your spouse. You know, you want to tell your spouse. You want to be honest and open with your spouse. But some things, you know, you, you want to get out, and you need to say it the right way. Saying it the wrong way, it's going. It's going to add fuel to the fire. So why add fuel to the fire? Yeah, you can yeah. practice what you're going to say in your journey. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I might do that. Hey, you're welcome. Good, man. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. What else you got, man? What else you want to know? I don't know, man. Yeah. I think, like, this was just so, so powerful. Like, when you were telling me about your story, mm. I was just constantly thinking of the young man mm. who we were once yeah. and how we can help them. And then from your life experiences and how you can help young couples, yeah. how you can help older couples, like yeah. your, your story and 
the story with your wife and, mm. and, and your children and all that. Like yeah. just seeing the hope and how you're pouring out onto others right now. Yeah. That's really why I wanted to get you on the show, man. Because <laughs> like not only you have a, a radio voice. <laughs> come on now. You got a radio voice, but hey, like man. just just how you can help people mm. with what you've been through. Yeah. And like just like tips on like helping me now, like how to express myself in a in a good way, like through journaling. Yeah. Just sm small things like that, you know. I think it's so important that um that we that we invest in each other, not reach back, not give back, yeah. but yeah, invest yeah. in each other. That's good because the I mean I I I, th I heard a I heard a guy say that somebody recorded a podcast. You didn't, you yeah, didn't give yeah, nothing. Yeah, I didn't that's, take that's right. nothing from anybody. That's right. Yeah. You, if if we invest in each other, I think it makes the world a better place. And sometimes it takes a little time. Investments take time to grow. Nobody invests money That's in true. a season automatic return. Yeah. The rate of return is like 8% on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. And like even through that investment, there's ups and yeah. there's downs. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you find the buy-in when it's down? <laughs> oh, just, man. Just throwing hey, yeah. guys, hey. Hey, Cash App's on there too. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think about all the people over the course of my life that invested in me. You know, starting with my mom, and you know, she uh, she did a lot, man. She went back to school with three kids after getting divorced. Got her associates in 1992, 93ish, somewhere in there. Got her bachelor's in 06, her master's in 08, and she got her doctorate in like 17, 19, something like that. Wow. Yo, she went back as a super seasoned adult. So the next know. time I see you, Mark, I'm like, hey, doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> going to be so some, cool. Somebody, um, so I have, um, my sister has a number of kids, and some of I don't know if my mom does it in third person, Dr. Graham. <laughs> you know, so it's like, girl, you had a trip. But yeah, you know, I think about that investment and, you know, some of my cousins that are, that have done well in business and, you know, went back to school and just friends that I've met over the years. Um, one pastor that I had in Jersey for a long time when I was going through a rough time, he said, listen, no matter what, I'll always be a pastor. He's one of the first men to tell me that he loved me, man. That's awesome. He's a good dude, man. Randy Sabella, Pastor Randy Sabella. Um, the church was Malaga Assembly of God. They know they changed their name to Hope Assembly of God. Like a couple of, like I was I was part of that. Like I was at the church at that okay. time. So Hope Assembly of God, Malaga, New Jersey. Pastor Randy A. Sabella. That's my cool. guy. Wow. Yeah, he's one of the first men to tell me that he loved me and, and, and meant it and told me that I'll always be there for you no matter what. I called him and told him, you know, some of the things, some of the positive things, because a lot of times when pa people go to their pastors, just they're just giving them all the... Yeah, they're unloading. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So I said, I just wanted to let you know that what you invested in me is starting to be soon. Wow. I said, I need you to know that your work is not in vain. I said, I need you to know that. I need you to know that the love that you've shown me over the years has really, really paid off. Wow. 
Is it everything that we wanted to be? I said, no, but I've made the turn. I've made the pivot point. So he just, uh, <laughs> we both cried, you know, on the phone. And then when I went back in November, I made a point to go see him. And, and uh, we sat and we talked for a while. So. Pastors need that, man. Yeah. Because yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot we see and there's a lot we don't see. Yeah. Oh, man. And especially because their their scene is always and that we talked yeah. me and T talked about this in a in a past yeah. episode of their scene is the fixer in the situation instead yeah. of the the the, the, the right. guider. Yep. Yep. And when we uh go to your pastor yeah. if you have one. Yeah. And thank him. No doubt. Thank him. You know, I, I try and make a point to to tell them that, you know, to thank them for their obedience because to be a pastor takes obedience. <laughs> You're not kidding, dude. Yo, it takes, I'm not it, even a pastor, it, but there's it takes, a level. it yeah. takes obedience that in a lot of cases we can't even muster. and We can't even figure, you know, we don't know what that's like, the sacrifices they make, um, the things they do, the space they create for people to come. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't, some of us can't even, I can't even fathom what that looks like. So, you know, when God calls somebody to pastor, oh, sorry about You're that. You're good, bro. Uh, when God calls somebody to pastor, honor them the way that they need to be honored. All They're human. They're going to make mistakes. Of They're going to have issues. They have issues. <laughs> they wouldn't be human. If they didn't have issues, they wouldn't be human. Yep. So just um, if I can offer that, and, you know, if you're a pastor and you're listening to this, man, I, I pray that God just blesses your life, gives you the peace that you need, that surpasses all understanding. So that's all I got, man. That's awesome, yeah. man. Dale, I really appreciate you doing this, and uh, man, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, you, well, I got you. Got to talk to T about doing educational highway, man. Oh, I will. Cause, I will. We, yeah. we we've been talking. He's you know he's, he's busy he's jet setting. You know what I mean? He's he's in the French Riviera right now. You know? uh, <laughs> in a speedo. T, I'm gonna talk to you offline, but you got to get this man on your on your yeah. on your show. But. Uh, <laughs> That's one thing we have a good partnership with him. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. He's got the educational highway. And he's also got check out TerenceCole.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking on making improvements in your life, no matter where they are, he's got a course for literally everything. <laughs> literally everything. I just got my mom signed up the other day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. She That's she up. wanted more certificates and stuff for her indeed. Oh nice. She's like, Oh, I know a place where you can get that free, you know? <laughs> For free, people. I know a guy. I know. I know a guy. That's it. I love him a lot too. Yeah, like, yeah, T yeah. is my guy. He's yeah. he's one of those pastors that yeah. just like poor. Like none of this. We wouldn't even have a five. We probably would have down the line, but he's okay. just like, no, we're doing this now. I'm like, okay. He's a little assertive, but yeah, it's a little. Assertive. Well, he lights the fire up here, rear. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's um, what I've grown to know and love about the group of men the leaders at Grace in Ebor uh, here in Tampa is just, um, 
Yo, you you want to know something? They'll tell you. Yeah. You might not like it. <laughs> but if you want to know, I hear it they'll all the tell time. you. I hear it all the time, man. Yeah. Because we have that relationship, man. Especially me and That's Pete good. Wayne. Me and Pete Wayne are going to, we're going to get, I'm trying to get him on this show. Yeah. He's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah he's got, he's got, but, uh, he got a little bit on his plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My guy, shout out to P. Dwayne. He's yeah. he's definitely one of those people that need to yeah. need to hear like, hey, yeah. you're doing yeah but, yeah uh, definitely. Dale, thank you so much, bro. Oh, man, no problem, man. Thank it's my so pleasure. Much, man. Yeah. Definitely my pleasure. Definitely want to have you back on. Let's do it, man. I'm telling you, man. Let's I, do this it. this has been a great experience, man. Thank you for opening your house to hope for tomorrow. Man, please, me casa su casa, bro. Hey. This couch, bro. Honey, I'm about to just, honey. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> man. Because you be here for a long time, you call it make that you make that phone call. You're like, all right, that's where you stay, right, mm. guys. Uh, I just want to express the fact that making these episodes aren't easy. Um, there's a lot we want to do with the community, too, with the 501c3 nonprofit. So if you're led in any way to make a donation, link is below in the description. Uh, if you can't make a description, there's many ways you can help support the ministry, and that's just by liking, sharing, subscribing. Get the word out there. We're really trying to bring hope, and not even to just the Christian community. Right. We're trying to bring the hope to the community yeah. as a whole because at the end of the day, if we can help somebody get better in their life but then also help them find christ through it mm. that's a win so thank you so much for watching thank you so much dale for being on the program appreciate you thank you monica for letting us hang out and do this in your house <laughs> <laughs> guys with hope for tomorrow i'm frank warrington god bless you